360 with Katie Wolf on Mix 104.9. Thanks to Joyce Main Darwin. Joining me on the line right now is the Chamber of Commerce CEO, Greg Ireland. Good morning to you, Greg. Good morning, Katie. How are you today? Yeah, really well. Hey, Greg, um, we just caught up a little while ago with NT Airports. Rob Porter joined us on the show. He's the General Manager of Operations and said that uh, for the month of May, we're anticipating through Darwin 178,000 passengers. Next month, going up to around 230,000. And we're expecting, or they are expecting, to be at 97% capacity by July. Pretty good news, isn't it? Yeah, it's certainly fantastic, Katie. We've been expecting those numbers with um, Qantas increasing flight frequencies as well as the size of aircraft in the future. Um, we're expecting it to go over 100 and 100% after that. And, um, Greg, what are businesses telling you? Are they feeling as though things are going quite well when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to people visiting the Territory and the number of, of visitors we're seeing around the place? Yeah, look, I think we're all experiencing that. Katie, if you're out and about the streets, you're, you're seeing a lot of activity. Um, hotel rooms are chockers. You can't get a car hire, um, and you, you're just seeing all of that activity um, with people attending Basin the Grass and the upcoming V8s and other functions that are happening. It's going to be great. And um, we know that that worker shortage has been an issue that I've spoken to hospitality and also spoken to Tourism Top End and Tourism Central Australia about on numerous occasions. Um, 7,000 was the number that had been touted a little while back. How are things going when we talk about that worker shortage um, from your perspective, Greg? Look, we're still struggling to get the volume of workers that we need to to meet those targets um, and, and some of the the um, capacity reaching that we're seeing in the accommodation space is not so much because all the rooms are full, yep. it's because of the capacity to service them. So uh, we need more workers and the, and the adjustments to the international student visa requirements was certainly a step in the right direction. And we'd also like to see that go further and, and see um, some of the grey nomads that are visiting us be able to work without impacting on their pension. So that would be a good uh, avenue to, to follow up on as well. Yeah, that changing the taxing system is something that I reckon would go a long way in terms of helping. Um, Greg, what areas, like what industries are, are finding it toughest at the moment? Is it hospitality and tourism or does it go a bit further than that? Uh, it, it's very widespread, Katie. Um, in terms of immediacy, the hospitality and tourism sectors are struggling and they, they just need people to help out with front of house and, and waiting and cooking and all those sorts of things. But uh, general industry is really struggling with skilled labour as well. That's the perennial territory problem. Um, when, when we get busy, we need more workers and trying to find qualified people is pretty difficult. So uh, especially when there's a national... Um, competitive environment around all the infrastructure builds that are going to be happening over the next few years. Mm. Yeah, and I'd even been told, you know, that in retail and hairdressing, some of those beauty industries, various industries, that they're sort of really struggling and, and trying their best to think outside the box in terms of filling jobs. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we've got to do is really target our uh, homegrown uh, opportunities for employment, so getting our kids uh, into trade school and into those type of uh, learning environments where we retain them for the longer term is important as well. 
Now, I know that, uh, that there has been a proposal that was put forward um, on a federal, well, on a federal scale to the federal government about vaccinated Aussies potentially being allowed to travel to medium risk countries and not have to quarantine on return. It's under a new plan which had been spruced by, uh, well, by a couple of different uh, industries, but the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry has warned that billions of dollars are being lost in international tourism, education and other export industries as the hard borders remain in place. Um, I know that the Acting Chief Executive Jenny Lambert uh, from the uh, the Australian Chamber of Commerce had told Nine News that we already, uh, we've already got quarantine free travel with New Zealand so it's looking at ways that we could maybe extend that travel free travel um, to other countries which are only a medium risk. Um, Greg do you reckon that this is something that we realistically need to be looking at? Well, a, a time's certainly going to come, Katie. We, we know that Australia um, trading with other nations, you know, derive significant economic benefit as well as the social impacts of being able to see family and friends from overseas. Uh, it is an area that we're going to need to, to consider in the future. So as the vaccination programs roll out within Australia and we become less of a risk of being infected by either travelling overseas or uh, by visitors coming in here that are potential exposure... Um, I guess the margin for safety increases all the time. So as that naturally occurs, not only in the Australian uh, immunisation process, but those of overseas, that risk factors in the profile is going to reduce over time. So the the Chamber is is certainly recommending that we plan for that activity and start to get um, opportunities to bring foreign workers in or... uh, provide export and trade going out. So by the sounds of things, it's not something that you want happening immediately. It's more something that as the vaccine rollout continues on and and as things become hopefully a bit safer, it's it's something that you'd like to see at that point. Yeah, everything that the Chamber is recommending is, is based on the, uh, the health advice that's appropriate for the, the risk. So uh, we certainly understand that the vaccinations, as uh, we move from uh, minimal people vaccinated into um, the majority of people vaccinated, that that risk profile will reduce accordingly. Um, and I, I know that bringing workers in from other countries as well is something that a lot of uh, industries are sort of trying to, to look at at this point in time. NT Farmers have spoken to us on several occasions about this. Is there something that we could be doing a bit differently, do you think, in the Territory in order to do that? Certainly there's opportunities. NT farmers are are working hard at getting quarantine options through other locations other than Howard Springs because obviously it's uh, fairly highly occupied with uh, returning Australians at this point in time. Uh, There's also options to uh, quarantine on location. However, that proves difficult sometimes with general workers who can't just be isolated on a farm or so forth. But there has to be a way, particularly through immunisation and getting those sort of COVID passports up and happening over time that these people can uh, effectively join us, quarantine and then join the workforce because we, we're crying out for those skills, particularly in the uh, more industrial trades. Yeah. Hey, uh, we caught up with Convat Scarless, the Lord Mayor, yesterday and he said that uh, that they'd actually been contacted uh, by some uh, some representatives in Dempasar about the potential of maybe bringing workers across from Indonesia, uh, the likes of Bali, where we know that Bali's doing it really tough at this point in time with no tourist trade, uh, you know, a, a very much a tourist town. Um, and he'd sort of, you know, he'd said that that's something that they'll be looking at down the track. They're expecting a formal 
uh, request or uh, something formal to come across. But, you know, is that something that we could potentially be looking at, bringing some workers across from somewhere like Bali to fill the jobs that we can't fill and, uh, and you know, to, to hopefully help people who are struggling work-wise at the moment uh, over there? Yeah, look, I think that's absolutely a possibility. Katie, we, you know, we're seeing, a, a, I guess, a very fluid environment from what we're seeing happening in Victoria today through to what happened in Fiji a week ago to what's happening in uh, in Bali right now. It, it's a matter of assessing the, the medical side of the risk mm. and then reducing it through the vaccinations and the... Uh, and the uh, quarantine program. So uh, as long as we can do it safely, uh, those are the skill sets we absolutely need. Yeah, and you're spot on. It does come down to that safety side of things, making sure that Territorians are not at risk. Greg, anything else going on that we should be aware of? Well, there's heaps happening, Katie. There's, uh, life seems to just back-to-back meetings at the moment, (laughs) which is all very encouraging. And we've seen that in today's NT News about some of the economic figures uh, in unemployment reducing markedly and, and that's a sign that everybody that uh, is keen to get a job is being snapped up so yeah. they're all positive signs yeah i reckon if uh well the only people not working at the moment i don't know it, it, if you want a job it does seem as though they're there for the taking i know that's easier said than done sometimes yeah absolutely and we'd encourage anyone that's looking for that uh, those opportunities to uh you know be prepared to be as flexible as possible and and, and get back into the work environment it'll do everyone good. Well, Greg Island, the Chamber of Commerce CEO, good to speak with you this morning. Thanks so much for your time. No problem at all, Katie. Thank you.